This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Elementary uh, school teachers have voted 98% in favor of strike action, uh, which suggests to me uh, that they're fully fully uh, bullish or intent on following through. Let's find out what the uh, Minister of Education, Stephen Lecce, has to say in response. He's joined the Oakley Show this afternoon at Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Minister Lecce, good to have you back on board. Hi there. How you doing, John? Pretty good. Uh, but I want to know about you. What's your response in the face of such a, an overwhelming mandate? Well, look, uh, you know, 98% of uh, folks may have voted for a strike, but I'll tell you, John, 100% of families want a deal, and that's the message of our government. I, I understand uh, this is part of the ebb and flow of negotiations, but I do think, you know, parents sort of think enough is enough. Every three years we go through this, every government, left, right, it doesn't matter what co- what's the commonality between Kathleen Wynne and Doug Ford uh, or, or Mike Harris and, and Dalton McGinty. It's that, they, that the unions will strike and escalate, and I think what the message I share to these union folks is that the singular casualty, it isn't me, like I, you know, it isn't the union's lawyers, it's parents and it's the kids. And I think that we sometimes lose sight of that. And so, you know, I'll, I respect that the unions will do what they like, but the government's not going to lose focus on getting a deal. We got to deal with QP. And my hope, uh, my hope in my heart of hearts is that they'll see the light, stay at the table, and work with us in good faith to get a deal because there's too much at stake. And I don't want to have the same reality of angst and parents scrambling as they had to do that Sunday night, that famous Sunday night a couple of weeks ago. I just thought, you know, I think my message is let's avoid it. We don't have to get there, folks. And yet sometimes, for some reason, I get the impression that the unions are moving in that direction. And today's decision, among other decisions this week to ramp up, I think really corroborate that, uh, that point. Well, and the CUPE folks settled for the 1% increase that was, uh, I guess, mandated by the government. Going forward, you're not going to change that, or uh, would you be flexible on that point? Are you holding the elementary as well as the secondary school teachers' unions to the same 1% degree or 1% increase? Yeah, I mean, look, every table is, is unique, but at the end of the day, we've set out an, a target of 1%. Uh, that's the aspiration, that's the aspirational objective of every table. Uh, but I think, you know, we got a deal of voluntary arrangement at 1%. I mean, it isn't, an, and it isn't an abstraction anymore. We now have an example, uh, a union who's voluntarily accepted. I mean, it's going through ratification, John, but the point is their leadership has accepted 1% each year for three years of the contract. That's reasonable. Now, teachers, on the other hand, you know, we're offering 1%. It's about $700 million of taxpayers' money. People work very hard. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be unreasonable either. I'm not trying to regress here. I'm just saying let's give them, let's offer one point. But the counter offers two. You know, for one easy payment of $1.5 billion. And I get it. The unions are there to fight for their members. But I'm here to fight for students and for taxpayers. And if I'm going to see more money in a time where we have limited resources, and, you know, money comes from somewhere. It comes from the, your listeners' pockets. If we're going to put more money in the system, I want it to go in the front lines. I want it to help your child. I do not want it to go above and beyond the entitlements that we have, which are reasonable, and, you know, we're offering one point. I think that's sort of a decent position to be in, given all the broader picture that we're at. And so if we're going to put more money in the classroom, my message is let's front and load it to help your kids. Let's get more resources, more math supports, more supports for kids with exceptionalities and special education needs. That's where the focus of parents are, and that's the focus of the government at the table. Stephen Lecce is with us, the Minister of Education, in response to this overwhelming strike mandate that's been given by the Elementary Teachers Federation of Ontario, who, by the way, their head, Sam Hammond, was saying uh, that the government's actually seeking $150 million in reductions to the collective agreement, and he says that's something that's uh, not being asked of any other union. Is he right or wrong? 
Well, remember, we're talking about high school. Uh, high school, uh, pardon me, we're talking about elementary right. school. Pardon yep. me. So for elementary school, remember, folks, kindergarten to grade three, no change at all to classrooms, not, not, not even a, a half a point when it comes to the provincial average. The only change is up to just under one, it's actually 0.8, of a student more from grades four to eight. That's the change. I mean, and I'm not, listen, I, and I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, uh, trying to simplify it. But at the end of the day, you know, in the elementary panel, we protected it, protected kindergarten, protected, you know, for this year, that's maintained. I mean, it, so but he's I, saying 150 million in reductions. I don't know how he arrives at that number, how he quantifies things. But is that true or false? Uh, look, I mean, I, I, I'm not aware of any specificity of what numbers are being thrown at the table that would amount to that, but I, I don't think it's fair to negotiate in the public. I mean, he's done that, and, and he may. Uh, there's a higher obligation on the government on the Crown. All I can say to you is, you know, in a, in a multi-billion dollar budget, if the government's saying, look, you know, is there, is there any efficiencies that could be found on our teachers and the administration? Is, is there anything at all in a multi-billion dollar budget? Uh, I think it wouldn't be incongruent to say that we're asking our partners to find offsets so that we could reinvest in the front of the class. But when I hear them not, they're talking about the $100 million you're talking about, but how about the $1.5 billion in entitlements, in payments, in compensation and benefits? And so my point is, you know, the only reason why I'm throwing that number out there is because the unions themselves have talked about it publicly, so I've licensed to do so. But the fact is, when it comes to the back and forth, the worst thing a union can do, in my opinion, is walk away from the table. And when you start to escalate, you know, today a no board was issued for another union, OSSTF. And folks, uh, what that means essentially is it puts them in a legal strike position in 17 days. And so, like, let's not forget, you're fighting for kids ostensibly. Well, then you shouldn't compromise your education. I mean, if the objective of, 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 of our parties at the table is to extract as much from the government, you know, leaving the classroom and compromising student experience does not in help one iota, one child in the province. I think it compromises their learning and it compromises their future. So if you want to fight the government, you want to negotiate hard, you want to hire the best lawyers, go for it. But Minister Lecce, uh, let me ask, because it's my understanding that the union's going to meet with a conciliator on Monday. So uh, do you still believe this can be settled at the negotiating table? Well, look, I mean, when unions escalate, it gives me a bit of concern. What I will say to parents listening is, look, folks, we had a, you know, we did see uh, some ramp up by QP, and I never lost sight of my job, which is to be constructive, reasonable, lower the temperature, focus on the kid, and get them back to the table. So I incentivize them to, uh, I incentivize them to come back to the table after they left. So I'm not going to lose hope. I'm going to be constructive, and I'm being honest with you. It's a tough pathway, but I think we can get there. But it takes two to tango, John. John, I can't be the only guy out there making major plays, major deals, and offering major, uh, you know, proposals that are in the interests of the kids, and then they respond with nothing. Well, let me ask you about some of the issues here while I've still got a moment of your time. Uh, You've already said that the class size shift is nominal beyond uh, the grades uh, 1 to 3, so it's going to be from 23.5 on average, I guess, to 24.5. Sam Hammond says his members are also concerned about class structure, violence in the classrooms, and the preservation of the current full-day kindergarten model. I didn't know that that was at issue, is it? 
Well, I mean, he's, he seems to be making it a public issue. I've not heard much of this being uh, discussed in the public discourse. We've maintained it for this year. I mean, uh, contrary to what they said we would do in September, it's maintained and protected. I mean, my objective through the discussion is how do we strengthen uh, these these particular uh, programs, particularly for kindergarten, where we've seen in early years some pretty strong efficacy. I mean, good learning. Well, yeah, um, but the whole idea, when it was brought in by the McGuinney government, first of all, the full-day kindergarten, uh, would that be rescinded in any way, shape, or form? It's already seemingly been established after, what, five, six years now? Yeah, I think my, my, my message to him and to you and to anyone who's curious is the objective of the ministry is to strengthen the program. It's, it's So it's, it's assertions to the contrary, I think, are just trying to create you know, create this outcome where we're talking about kindergarten, when we aren't talking about the real issues that play at the table, which increasingly is compensation and, and supports in the classroom. I mean, you raised violence, you raised other issues. These are real issues in class. What about the violence? Let me ask, what about that? Anything to address the violence? Because I hear from teachers all the time. They say, well, the class size is going to increase and it's unwieldy as it is right yeah, now. Yeah. We face violence. Anything to address that? Yeah, look, and I will say this, John, I actually think that there there is a fair bit of violence in schools, peer-to-peer, sometimes peer-to-staff, peer-to-teacher. These are real issues. I'm not dismissing them, and I'm not minimizing them. I think we've got to do more in this respect. I just announced uh, a doubling of the mental health funding envelope in the province of Ontario. Part of that includes a major investment for principals and administration on de-escalation training. So we are already doing a lot. I just announced the doubling of that fund. Mental health will be one of the leaders in the nation on mental health to help our kids who face adversity. So the point is, there's more to do where we've doubled the envelope. That's not the end of the journey. It's the beginning. I take the issue seriously because we're seeing increasing levels of violence and victimization. And so I hear that. Parents have made that clear to me. And I think there's more we can do in the context of supporting safe schools. But at the end of the day, we're, we're offering, I think, some pretty reasonable proposals that are happening at the table in confidence to get there. And I think we, we actually agree with them that there is an issue that we've got to remediate. And that comes through additional investment and expenditure, which we've already done. I mean, the, the, the discussion often talks about what we're going to do more of, but it doesn't talk about where we started and where we are today. We started with a funding investment of $14 million in mental health. It's now 40. We're now a leader in the nation. Now, John, I get it. There's real needs and there's growing needs, and we've got to do more over time, but we are. I just hired 180 full-time psychologists and psychotherapists to support kids in secondary schools and elementary who have acute needs and who need to see a therapist. And they shouldn't be waiting months for uh, access to service. So we hire permanent people. They're going to be there rotating right across the province to help the kids with the greatest needs. I mean, these are the things we're doing that are reasonable. I think they're responsible. And I think they're what kids need. And we're going to keep doing that no matter what. Minister Lecce, I appreciate your time very much. Uh, We'll see how this one plays out and uh, talk on that occasion. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Again, Stephen Lecce, Minister of Education in the province. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.